You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 475 of Podcateers. This week, we talk about some of the updates for podcasters as suggested by SAG-AFTRA. We talk about the overly popular Grimace birthday cake trend. Honestly, we kind of go all over the place this episode as we continue to figure some stuff out. Uh, Oh, I did want to let you know that we are officially raising money for the Children's Hospital of Orange County, also known as Chalk. Once again, we have a modest goal of $500, so if you can help us get there with a donation or by helping us raise money by joining our team, you can either go to teamboatwilly.com it's just like steamboat willy but without the s or you can go to chalkwalk.org slash teamboatwilly every little bit helps so anything you can give is greatly appreciated and of course we continue our history segment great moments with mr andrew with the years 1981 and 1982 We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FTP squad for their continued support. All right, so that's it. Uh, We appreciate everyone's patience as we kind of try to figure out how to best maneuver and show our support for SAG-AFTRA during their strike. Uh, We mentioned it in the episode. We're going to need some help to try to figure out what you want to hear and what we should talk about while we're showing our support so more info in the episode reach out to us on our socials join us on discord and let's try to come up with a plan together so if this is your first time hanging out with us welcome we hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more and of course if you've been hanging with us for a while welcome back friends here is episode 475 of podcateers Listen, I think I'm going to have to do a little post-processing on this episode because it's hot, it's muggy, it's sticky, it's everything nasty, and I am not turning my fan off. So if you hear a little whooshing in the background, I'm th- it's just, it's the fan. You need to I'm survive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of airflow in this room. And uh, there's a but there's a lot of noise outside. So I had to close the windows and the doors and everything. And so the best thing to deal with is the fan (laughs) coming up on my mic. So that's going to be a thing. And uh, we're just going to get past it. So just letting y'all know that's what's happening. Uh, You know, I've been giving a lot of thought to everything that's been going on this last week after our last episode. You know, we talked a little bit about how we're standing with the unions and we're doing our best to follow the guidelines that have been set forth for us right 
Mm-hmm. And the more that I read, the, like the goalpost is moving every day, by the way. Like every day, new information is coming out, new FAQs, new guidelines from union members, non-union members, or for union, non-union influencers, podcasters, all sorts of things, right? And a lot of that is because there's so many people asking questions because there's so many people that want to stand by the writers and the actors like they want to stand by SAG-AFTRA. But we didn't know where we stood with a lot of this stuff. Right. So. Right. uh, You know me. I love wrestling. I grew up with wrestling. And so, you know, we throw in the little quotes here and there. We got the cream of the Mm -hmm. crop and all the stuff that we talk about. But. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where a quote or a catchphrase that a wrestler uses has become so appropriate to our situation. So, in the words of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, so, what do you guys want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt it was very appropriate. Uh, I I saw some new guidelines that were released this week, and I wanted to go through them if that's cool with you both. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, I think if we share them with our listeners, maybe everyone can help us kind of decide like what direction to go in while we're working around what the limitations are, right? Because can we talk about whatever we want? Absolutely, it's our podcast. But we're choosing to stand by the writers and the actors because everyone deserves fair pay and how they're being treated by the studios is I'm not allowed to say bad words because of the rules we set in place for the podcast. So I'm not going to say those bad words. Instead, I'm just going to say it's bad. It's poop. Yeah, we'll (laughs) stick with that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stick with that. Uh, So let me bring up the, it's the SAG after strike or SAG after on strike is their side page, right? I believe so. I usually just I trust you that it's right. Yes, that too. SAGAfterStrike.org. That's where we Mm -hmm. can find detailed information, updates, and helpful FAQs and picket schedules should you choose to go help the picketers. So again, as I was saying earlier, um, a a lot of this has been changing over the past couple of weeks. And uh, there was FAQs available for members. There was FAQs about picketing. And now there's uh, some guidance for non-members, indie producers, influencers. That part kind of existed after last Monday, I believe, but now has been modified a bit. And here's where it's relevant for us. The FAQs for podcasters. So I'm just going to read through these. I mean, I've seen a lot of these online myself. I've had a lot of these myself. So uh, here we go. It says... Can I still work as a podcaster or appear on podcasts during the TV theatrical strike? Yes, you can continue to work on most podcasts during the strike, but there are some rules you need to keep in mind. Number two, what kind of podcast work is not allowed during the strike? It says, for guests, appearing as a guest on any podcast to promote struck work is not allowed under any circumstances. This includes promotion of work you did in the past, 
Remember, past work is just as important to the streamer's bottom lines as upcoming work. Streaming services are putting performers' work on their platforms to exist there forever without letting the performers share in the revenue they are receiving as a result of having an endless supply of content that performers like you made possible. As hosts, if you are under contract, you should honor your contract. We're not, so that on that part, we're right. okay. If you self-produce your podcast, do not promote struck work, past, current, or upcoming as part of your podcast. If you are unsure whether your podcast is affected by this rule, please reach out, and then they provide an email address. So right out of the gate, it looks like if we wanted to go back onto you know, Disney Plus and start talking about old shows or old movies... It looks like we have a clear line in the sand that says, yeah, we cannot do that anymore, uh, at least for the remainder of the strike. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is directly related to what I just said. What about rewatch or companion podcasts related to struck work? Are they considered promotional? Yes, they are considered promotional. Rewatching companion shows drive people to the Struck Company's platforms to watch the shows promoted by your podcast. We must stand together to show those companies our power and influence so they will provide performers with a fair contract. You should honor any pre-existing contracts, but if, you're, if a contract is not involved, don't promote Struck work. Hosts and guests can talk about their personal lives or union activism or how the strike is affecting them or the state of the industry, but not about work for struck employers. So uh, that was one of the big questions I had, right? Because what's yeah. become really popular in the last year is there's a lot of actors that were on shows in the early 2000s and the late 90s that are getting together with their cast members and they're talk they're rewatching their show right and they're talking about the backstage stuff they're they walk and they comment you know through the show uh, i've watched or i listen to a few of those podcasts myself and it looks like they're not even going to be allowed to do that in order to stand in solidarity so uh, next question is, why does SAG-AFTRA care if podcasts promote struck work? SAG-AFTRA fully appreciates the importance and reach of the work you do in the podcast space, which is why you need to stand with us to stop promoting work that benefits the companies we are on strike against. Gains in the TV th theatrical contracts set the standard for all the contracts in this industry. We must all work together to win a fair contract as quickly as possible. Uh, and I think this touches a little bit on what we were talking about in the last episode, right? That yeah. we may be just small content creators in the grand scheme of it, but we're content creators nonetheless. And so if we're using their content to create ours by watching it, critiquing it, giving our, you know, showing our support, whatever the case is, right. you know, then we fall really into uh, into these buckets here. Uh, their next question is, I have a rewatcher companion podcast related to struck work, but I am under a pre-existing contract. How can I show my solidarity with the SAG after strike? And this was what we were just talking about, some of those other podcasts where they're rewatching their shows. 
We understand that you must honor your pre-existing contractual obligations. If your contract or influence allows you the flexibility to adjust your show's content for the duration of the strike so that it is no longer promotional of struck work, sag after and your listeners would see that as an incredible show of solidarity with the performers on the shows your podcast typically promotes. Next question is, if I'm approached by a producer about hosting a rewatch companion or entertainment-focused podcast, can I accept the work? Members should not accept any new contract to host a show that promotes struck work while the union is on strike. Next question. What if my rewatch review or companion podcast is covered by a sag after podcast agreement? SAG-AFTRA podcast agreements are not covered by the strike. You are free to continue hosting your podcast that is signed to one of our agreements. But if you are able to pivot your show away from the promotion of struck work, we strongly encourage you to do so. We are all in this fight together. The same rule barring promotion of struck work applies to any guests that you might have on the show. How does this apply to me if I'm a non-union podcaster? Any non-member seeking future membership in SAG-AFTRA who performs covered work or services for a struck company during the strike will not be admitted into membership in SAG-AFTRA. Uh, and we talked a little bit about this. I don't think that any of us are seeking membership into SAG-AFTRA, but we do stand by them. So, you know, we're going to do our best to, to follow these guidelines. And the final FAQ question that they have posted is uh, just how to reach them if you have any more uh, questions or if you need more information about podcasts and podcasting in general and what's allowed and what's not allowed. So they provide an email address for you to contact them. So uh, it puts us in a really weird spot, right? Because Comic-Con was happening this weekend. There was a lot of promotion for some of these there companies. There was. There's, one film in particular that is about a week away that we've been looking forward to for, I was going to say months, but years. Ever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> and forever. we're just going to hold off. I think what we'll do is uh, one of two things. If we watch the film, because as far as I know, going to the films has not been struck yet. It is still... You know, Correct. they still want you to support the films. They still want you to support the actors. So going to watch the film is still something that we can do. So we could do a couple of things. We can watch it and then we'll have our discussion and we'll record the episode. We'll do everything so that it's all fresh in our head and we have our critiques and stuff. But we're going to bank it and then we're just going to release it once it's okay to release it. Yeah. Totally. The other thing that I'm considering doing that I think more members of the community might enjoy and might be able to jump in on is while we cannot podcast about it and we cannot promote it externally, I still think that we can have a conversation with our community. So maybe we'll put up a, like a Zoom call for the FGP squad or one where everybody can join in. Or maybe we'll do it on Discord where everybody can just kind of join in for the audio. But it'll be something that never gets released. It'll just be us and our friends in getting the moment. together. Yeah, yes. in the moment. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, keep an eye out or keep an ear out for that. I, that might be something that we end up doing 
but you know we're gonna need some help here (laughs) we're gonna need you to help us you know choose the things that we talk about because there's uh, listen there's we could talk about anything right we could but the for the entire time that this pod that this podcast has been around it has been heavily influenced by you know the parks the films the tv shows and stuff and as far as i can tell from the the guidelines that have been set forth i think we can still talk about like the parks and park history mm-hmm. because while the film and tv for disney is mm-hmm. you know that struck work the parks might not be and right. i might i might just email sag after and ask them if that's the case that would uh, be because, a good idea yeah because as far as i know disney has so many divisions that all the parks and all of that are run like separate businesses as a matter of fact even though they're right across from each other Disneyland and California Adventure are run as two completely separate businesses. Correct. So, and even Downtown Disney is run as its own business. So, I I'm wondering if that's okay. We're at least for this episode, we're going to work on the assumption that it is okay still because it's not film, it's not theatrical or anything like that. Um, but I'm gonna see if I can get. Uh, some better guidance on that one and if it's okay then cool we'll just pivot into talking about more park stuff again which is something that we've all enjoyed uh it's a lot it's more work obviously because of all the research and everything that we put into those segments but uh we enjoy it and it's fun so we would pivot back into more of that but if even the parks or if the history is considered to be struck content, then we are going to need some help. We're, we're going to have to reach out to all of you listening to help us decide what we should cover, what we should talk about. Maybe we make the podcast like half an hour. You know, we just talk about a couple of things. It's we talk the about Mashed Potatoes podcast. Like, we're talking about hey. Mashed Potatoes. I mean, so, we could do a history of mashed potatoes. <laughs> For real. I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of people that would love that. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're you gonna start have, like, reviewing suggestions, yeah, snack foods Bring or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. ASMR. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> An ASMR episode. It's like we'll take. Uh, I don't know. Should I take a deck of cards? Should I start right now? Yes. Here, let me let me grab a deck glitter. of cards and, and let's see. <laughs> Did you know glitter is like people don't know where all the glitter of the world is going right now? Probably in the it, ocean. There's a shortage of glitter. Oh. No. Yes, there is a I shortage know that. <laughs> of glitter. Yes, there is a whole documentary on it on YouTube. I'm going to send you the link. It's pretty interesting. Apparently, See? See? Right there, there is an a industry. <laughs> yeah, there is an industry that's buying up all the glitter. I think, and yeah, I think it was that Barbie movie. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about it. Uh, no, so... Uh, I'll give you a quick tidbit that I learned from watching that because I just thought it was kind of funny and fascinating. I can't talk about anything. It's so frustrating. (laughs) Right? I'm like trying to help. Like like everything I have a reference for is like a movie. I know. That's how I feel. (laughs) That's how I feel. Um, We'll figure it out. So glitter was an accident. Mm -hmm. 
it was never intended as something that they were looking to to make but it was accidentally created uh i believe when they were making and testing uh, atomic weapons <laughs> a bomb oh and they nice. just kind of like made glitter so yeah uh, i may be paraphrasing but yeah go back and and look for that glitter documentary on youtube it was it was interesting to watch but back to the asmr portion here we go you ready mm, okay so, mm-hmm. can you hear this yeah it sounds like cards to me i have my eyes yep. closed and everything as we see the dribble of the cards go from one hand to the other is that what that's called a dribble dribble it's called a dribble dribble yeah. like a basketball kind of ah, but cards yeah. anyway <laughs> i guess it's the cards we'll, figure pod. Something we'll, out. we'll talk about cards well me, me and melissa will have to get into cards <laughs> you know what's funny i was thinking about this uh if we did have to pivot like super super hard to mm-hmm. to figure out what to talk about a couple of things are going to come out of this and the biggest one that i think we'll get is we might end up coming up with a uh, with another show for the network <laughs> because if we come up with something that we really like to talk about or that we're interested in or other people are interested in then we might have another show that we can do like a, once a month or every couple weeks once we're back to our regular content because there's going to be a lot of content that we're going to bank obviously that we won't be able to talk about there's new stuff on the streaming service with the D and the plus and the mouse. It, oh, man. It's almost like you could... Only... <laughs> I mean, I think we could... In my head, <laughs> it's like you could only say the is very... And that is really cool. <laughs> right? Sorry. Just so you know, I'm you're... Sorry. you're... I shouldn't be joking. I shouldn't be joking, but it's late. Yes, I'm ma- sorry. Just so you know, Melissa's mic wasn't cutting out. She was purposefully stopping. I was. I was. <laughs> In case you were confused, because I was for a second. I was like, what is going on? And either side, I have a video to see. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, can I can I pivot real quick to to drink mode? Because I'm I'm happy and I'm sad that I just spent a whole bunch of money on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, Andrew? Do you have a uh, a restaurant like a fast food chain named Sonic? Yeah, Sonic Drive-In. California? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. There's a few of them, okay. but they're around. Cool. Okay, so... chili cheese uh, tots. Yes, those are good. Ooh. So every time I go to Sonic, my favorite drink is... I have two favorite drinks, the cherry limeade, but more than not, I usually end up getting the ocean water. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the coconut and lime flavor. You know, it's super refreshing, especially on a really hot day. And I bought these on Amazon, Listeners, you can't see this, but these are those little flavor packets that you can get for your water, uh-huh. like the the what are they called? The Crystal Light or Mio uh, or Mios and stuff like that. But these are from Sonic. That's they are cool. ocean water. Very cool, right? And it turns the water blue, uh-huh. you know, just like it does when when you get the ocean water from uh, from Sonic. But what I don't like is that it also turns your mouth, your tongue, and your lips blue, <laughs> like super blue. Oh. And so that like <laughs> instantly turned me off when I realized what it was doing. And I thought, well, that's a waste because I like, it, <sighs> I bought way too many of these because I got super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I have like 
60 of these now. 60 boxes so, or 60 packets? 60 packets. Okay. It was like, it's, there's six in a box, and I got 10 boxes because okay. it was like a package deal. But there's like 60 little packets now. And I don't so, want to waste them, but I also don't want to drink them now because I don't want my mouth and my organs to turn blue. Right. Um, my question was going to be, does it? Does the original ocean water do that to you? No. Oh. Well, because okay. it's, it's, you know... These things are like they don't have to put dye in this stuff. Like they could just not, and everything would be clear. Yeah. But yeah. maybe you could just put it in like the tank of your toilet, and it'll keep it clean. You know, like that. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe doesn't Coke work. do that? Uh, yeah, but you can like, scrub like a, your yes, toilet. Yes, it does. With Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a urban myth or something about Coke doing that. Yeah, okay. it's because so it's anyway, acidic or whatever. I think yes. Yeah. So to wrap up this ocean water talk. Uh, I don't, I think I told you, but I don't think I ever talk about it on the podcast, but I love trying different drinks. I love trying mm-hmm. different flavors of stuff. I, I love citric stuff. Like I love orange in particular, but kind of a close second is lime, oh, right? Citrus, More than lemon. I love lemon, like lime over lemon stuff. And so last year I bought these little packets that are called Simply Lime, Simply mm-hmm. Orange, Simply Grapefruit. And I would drop them into a bottle of water and it tasted just like limeade. You know, it's not sweet. It just had the lime flavor. So I decided to drop one of those Simply Limes into a regular water bottle. And you know what else I have? In my coffee, I usually add some pumps of coconut syrup. Uh-huh. So I I added some coconut syrup to my water with the Simply Lime. It tastes more like the ocean water and doesn't leave my tongue blue the way that the Sonic packets do. Gotcha. That makes me think like it's going to taste nice. like sunblock. It doesn't. <laughs> it might smell a little like it, but it's delicious. <laughs> sunblock. <laughs> Flavored Every water. time it's like pina colada flavor, I'm like, this is this is the sunblock flavor. That's like, yeah. <laughs> supposed to be a banana boat, but it smells like pina colada. Yeah, uh, banana boat. Um, oh, YouTube yeah. is up and running and yeah. fully up to date at Woo! this point. All the episodes have been rendered out up through our last one. I'm so relieved and happy. Up through this one. This, this <laughs> Well, okay, so I was thinking about this. I think what will happen is just to give me some time in between, uh, I think the episode will release, and then Fridays is when the episode will release ah, on YouTube. I see. It'll just give me a, an extra day to render it Perfect. out and have it up in yeah. case I have uh, anything to deal with. Fridays, I believe, is going to be the tentative schedule for new episodes up on YouTube. Everybody that has seen the alternate days that we've had to shift the podcast around, thank you so much for your patience. I know we haven't said much about that, but life happens sometimes, work happens, and there are times where we just want to release the episode as best we can on Wednesday, but life just hasn't allowed it. And everything that's been going on over the last year and a half, for me personally, has made it a little difficult. So one publicly to to you both of you i just want to say thank you for being so flexible with your schedule and helping you're welcome whenever i couldn't you know just when i couldn't function basically uh and to everyone listening thank you so much for the added grace whenever we couldn't release an episode on wednesday and had to shift it to thursday 
it's all reciprocal. You know, the last one, it was because I was at Disneyland still. So we we <laughs> waited till I got back and then we recorded it after I was at Disneyland. So it was, I, but it I was think, fun too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us, we've all had situations, even myself, where sometimes one of us don't even show up because, again, life happens so mm-hmm. we make it work sometimes you yeah. work uh until four in the morning and then only get five hours of sleep and then get uh you know work another tw- uh, eight hours and then you come home and record i won't say when that happened but maybe that happened today especially maybe. not just hours ago <laughs> and <right>? maybe i'm <laughs> laying back in the chair with my eyes closed and talking <laughs> and at you the same so time comfy right now he does <laughs> because you know tuckered into his chair i like how your mic literally comes down to you so you don't even have to yes, get up I'm, that is i love that i'm relaxed like you know this chair i got this this desk chair for christmas and it has like one of those footstools that slide out i don't know oh, that's use. awesome i'm not using it i have another thing i'm putting my feet on but it's it's pretty comfy i'm all relaxed i might just do this every time I just why not you know, sound relaxed you. and I can have my eyes closed and I yeah until <laughs> until I have to read the great moments I'm just gonna be chilling out man why not so <laughs> if I don't blame you if I uh, don't chime in maybe I fell asleep you never just know. don't snore we will laugh I, I will laugh I am the oh I'll laugh. Yeah. Oh, go right ahead. I'll, I'll, I... I'll lift the audio for him and yeah. just like, here's oh. a more portion of the episode yes. where Andrew <laughs> starts snoring. I snore like a freight train. <laughs> it's you're not even like you're not even <laughs> off exactly. <laughs> so, Rand, you know we got nothing to talk about really. So I could t- tell my snoring story. I guess I uh, been trying to figure out like. If there's ways to, uh, you know, curb the snoring a little bit, you know, my wife uh, would appreciate me not snoring. So uh, I've tried to, like, figure out what's, you know, if there's something, you know, there's all those devices and different things you can try to, like, you know, strips and plugs and cones. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had, like, a weird, like, inflator for my pillow that was supposed to hear me snore and then like it inflated an airbag in my pillow to like lift my head up to help me stop snoring. Well, none of that worked. Um, And the reason I know that is because there's this app that's like a snore tracker and it just records you as you sleep. And every time you snore, it has like a little peak. And so it tells you like what percentage of your night was snoring, like if that was like intense snoring or, you know, less intense snoring, yada, yada, yada. Um, so some nights it would be like 55, 60, 70% of the night snoring. And it was, <laughs> I never knew what my snoring sounded like until I got this app. And I was like, and so oh boy. you can play it back. You can like, oh. you could go to like where the peaks are and stuff. It re- saved no. it in the cloud. <laughs> so somewhere in the cloud, there's just like, I think I used this for like six months. I haven't used it in a while, but uh, 
of just like my snoring. I don't know if maybe you can go on a like a, a you know one of those sound effects websites and now my snores are <laughs> maybe in the use, <laughs> the user agreement is they can use the snores for <laughs> sound perpetuity. effects or something. Yeah, um, but yes, horrible. I've had so many devices. None of them work. The last one I I haven't tried yet is there's just like tape to put over your mouth. It's the oh, like no. <laughs> yeah. There's and, just and like then, no. then you stop breathing. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Well, cool, that's cool, the cool, thing. Cool, it's cool. like if millions of people have bought this tape that you put over your mouth and it's like your body and will not is ever heard from again. Your body will not For let eight. you not breathe and something something blah blah blah. And I'm a little appre- apprehensive to uh just put tape over my mouth like in the middle of the night, but it's the if it works like I don't know. It stops oh, no. you. At least it'll stop you snoring at least once. It'll stop you from breathing. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can't yeah. breathe, you can't snore. Exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Jeez. In, in the old country, we believe in slathering Vicks all over the bottom of your feet. Put a sock on. Put it in your armpits and put it under your nose and under your chin, inside your ears, maybe on top of your eilids. Uh, in your belly button, uh, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you think is going to help you stop snoring in everywhere, right? right? Yeah. I don't know if my uh, oh, you have to drink Sprite too. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if uh, my wife would be able to have me in the bed smelling like a can of Vicks. <laughs> it's it pretty uh, pungent, very minty, yeah. minty fresh. It is. Uh, so what it sounds like? Well, we're just going to get personal here, I guess. Is this the, Um, okay, I think I know where you're going to go with this. I was just going to ask if you considered a sleep study. I haven't done one. I've thought about it. You should try it because what you're explaining was uh, me and my sleep. And the only thing that's scary is you may be like not breathing in your sleep, which is why you're snoring. Well, that's that. So that's the thing is supposedly that app was like supposed to tell you if you're not breathing and stuff. So I was listening to like some of the snores and, and from what I can tell, you know, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'll put that out (laughs) there right now. If you, if you didn't know already, I'm not a doc. I'm a, uh, I'm a Dr. Pepper, but I'm not, you know, (laughs) I'm not a doctor. Dr. Pepper fan, I guess. I had, I don't know, I had three Dr. Peppers today. Anyway. He's better than Mr. Pibb. I mean, that guy never even got his degree. Yeah, he didn't even go to college. (laughs) He's just got a GD at Mr. Pibb. He's so extra. Um, But, yeah, so I've considered it. Uh, I just haven't done it. I sleep fairly well, though. Like, I get restful sleep. This is okay. this is really like off top like whatever I don't care I get restful sleep so like I don't feel like that's the one thing that I've been told like with sleep apnea is like you don't feel like you get restful mm. sleep and like you don't like get the uh, like you lose energy and you you just can't like feel recharged after sleep but I usually do so that's one of the reasons that I haven't um gone for any sleep study study is because i feel like you know sometimes i'm tired but i feel like that's more from me not having a regular sleep schedule because i work weird hours sometimes other than uh uh like having uh sleep apnea or something like that but i'm open to it if i you know 
have the time to go and do it and pick up the machine and bring it to the house and that's I'm pretty sure that if I went to one of those sleep studies uh the doctor would dismiss me almost instantly and say sir you don't need one of these we know exactly why you don't sleep put your phone down get off of tiktok close your <laughs> eyes and go to sleep you need to put Meeting your phone adjourned. in a box yeah put your phone in a box you know, you got kids. I'm sure you got like, you know, the Wi-Fi shuts off at X amount of time. You maybe just no, need... because then how am I going to be on TikTok? You just need to do that for yourself. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids. I guess I could do that. Yes, you I do. do you do it for your <laughs> for all for the whole house. Oh man. What? So ah, my headphones fell off. <laughs> what do you get? I don't know. I was gonna throw out the quote again, but I figured. Yeah. Well, you want to talk oh, about grimace? Hey, we Did got. Did you say something yeah. about grimace? <laughs> no, but we can talk about grimace. grimace. There you go. <laughs> hey, did you see any of those grimace trends with the shake? I just saw like no. There was grimace is the. We're a little behind the trend on this, I think, but I did That's see okay. some of the, <laughs> the grimace stuff. It seems to be. I don't know. People are turning it into like this weird, like creepy stuff. Like yeah. they're like, "All right, here's the grimace birthday shake," and then it's like, then people die. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> what is going yeah. on with oh. grimace's birthday?" I had the grimace shake. It was fine. It tasted it was like berry, bl- blueberry, vanilla. Yeah, it was. I thought it tasted a little like fruity pebbles. It was purpley, purple yeah. flavored. Purple flavored. Perfect. That's what it was. Purple flavored. Uh, (laughs) You know, I went down a rabbit hole, obviously, when this started happening because I could not scroll more than five videos without seeing that on my For You page. Mm -hmm. And essentially what happened is McDonald's is celebrating Grimace's birthday, right? And there was a content creator who went and bought the Grimace shake and cut his video in such a way where he was saying, like, happy birthday, Grimace. And then he cut away to him, like, vomiting the purple shake and, like, convulsing. Ew. And basically, like, he was dead from the Grimace shake poisoning him or whatever the case was. And the trend picked up, right? It turned into this thing where everybody was buying the Grimace shake and they were all cutting to themselves in the same state, either with it spilled all over themselves, convulsing. It looked like they were dying from drinking the shake, right? And you would think that McDonald's is looking at this, thinking to themselves like, oh man, what did we do? Like, this is backfiring on us. It was. It went far, right? It went on for multiple weeks through the entire celebration of Grimace's birthday, one of the things I I get a kick out of watching on really any social network are these ARGs that people create, these like these alternate reality games where people create stories and little vignettes about things that are happening. And people started almost kind of jumping into ARG territory with Grimace because people were making these videos where they're creating lore. They made these prop books where they're like, it's the seven uh, signs of the McPocalypse or something like that. And they're like, the first one is Grimace unlocking and getting control through his shake. The next one is Birdie. The next one is the Hamburglar. Next comes the Mayor McCheese. And, And they just came up with these like elaborate stories with all these props and stuff. And I thought, oh, well, this is. Like, I wonder what McDonald's is thinking about this, right? Because this is probably not how you want to promote Grimace's birthday until 
I found out that before the trend started, they kind of had a bunch of commercials that really kicked hard on the nostalgia, right? Mm -hmm. They were like in these like 1980s, like old VHS style vignettes with Grimace sitting down eating a burger at a McDonald's. The McDonald's looked like it was super old. So the marketing team behind the current campaign for Grimace's birthday is the same team that's put together these like massive marketing campaigns including the old spice remember the guy the look at me now look at my horse now look at me riding my horse now i'm backwards that campaign super popular right it broke right barriers won awards the same company that came up with that old spice campaign came up with the new marketing campaign for mcdonald's so in a way this marketing company subliminally was getting people to associate Grimace with this like old-timey nostalgic thing. And they knew about ARGs. They knew about these things that happen on the internet with old videos and how people tend to post these like old-timey things. And it's almost like they were banking on somebody coming up with something like that using the promotional videos that they themselves created for Grimace and they nailed it. Like they, everybody took it hook, line and sinker. And so instead of McDonald's being like, Oh my God, Oh no, they're laughing because they sold a crap ton of Grimace shakes Mm -hmm. because people were either curious about drinking it or they wanted to do the trend. As a matter of fact, when it first started, you could only get it as part of the big Mac Grimace meal. It it replaced Mm -hmm. the soda. Like, you couldn't buy it on its own. But the trend got so big that they started selling the shake by itself. So, happy 100 days to Halloween. You got Grimace to worry about now. Right. I mean, maybe not anymore because it's kind of over. Are we going to? Well, maybe Grimace will be like one of the big costumes this year. A lot of of people will be like, like, oh. And we'll get all kinds of Grimaces. (laughs) We'll get like. Weird face paint grimace. We'll get like mascot costume grimace. We'll get like Disney bound grimace. We'll get like scantily clad grimace. You'll get all the grimaces. <laughs> you know, it's Weren't like. Were you the geez. one that originally told me that grimace was meant to be a villain? Like there was like evil grimace who would steal stuff from Ronald. I don't remember if that was me or not, but there's. I know grimace has a has a uncle named Uncle O'Grimacy. <laughs> who is uh promotes the shamrock shake <laughs> somebody mm. said that grimace was a anthropomorphic milkshake come to life i don't know if i believe that because grimace is purple so hmm. yeah i don't re- i did i do like i've heard that but i can't remember where that came from if it was me or not um, okay so i just did a quick google search uh-huh. and insider actually did an article on this so uh i'm just going to quickly read a couple of sentences from this article it says grimace was first introduced as a new member of the mcdonald's mascots in 1971 but his original iteration was much more sinister than the friendly blob of today he was known as evil grimace a villain who stole people's milkshakes not unlike the hamburglar's propensity to steal hamburgers Mm. the original grimace was scaly mean looking had four arms and no charm whatsoever the current grimace has charm 
Uh, he scared kids. <laughs> Roy Burgle Jr., the former vice president of advertising at McDonald's, wrote in QSR magazine in 2012. So apparently, Evil Grimace wasn't bringing in the crowds. And so uh, they decided they to make him, him look like a big uh, gumdrop or whatever he is. Well, and so like there, I think there's a uh, <laughs> there was at the time like a lot of controversy around um, the McDonald Land characters in general because they were, I guess, lovingly ripped off from H.R. Puffin's stuff and the um, those guys. I can't I can't remember their names. Um, but that, that whole thing, like Mayor McCheese is just like the guy from HR Puff and stuff. Um, mm. it's, so all that is like, there was some, from, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. Some like big thing where McDonald's had just kind of like, ah, oh, we're doing this. And I don't know what happened if there was lawsuits and stuff and maybe they had to stop doing it. I, I don't know. But it was just kind of a similar, like they all, it was just very obvious if you look up the comparison of some of the McDonald Land gang. Um, I have to look them up now. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm not allowed to uh, promote work from a struck company, but I do support the voice actor of Grimace. I'm not sure if you knew this, but Daniel Ross is the current voice of Grimace. Daniel Ross is also the former voice of Donald Duck and some other characters ah. from a company we're not supposed to be talking about right now. But I support Grimace and his shake and even put out a video where he was drinking Grimace's shake and talked in the voice of Grimace, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> he so just he was so weird. <laughs> drinking from him. Ugh, I don't even want to think about no, it. No, it's just anyway. it's not a Grimace. It's not... the. <laughs> The Grimace shake isn't made from Grimace. You don't <laughs> know. Is it? I rolled away from the mic. I got too comfy. Um, <laughs> is yeah, Grimace shake can't be. It's in celebration of Grimace. It's not like Grimace's blood or, so, or it's well, not like. Well, listen, right? It's if not it was like an ARG. It could have been. It could have been ground up Grimace. Maybe. Like, Maybe they were actually gearing up to do like an entire haunted house or maybe they were going to do like an escape room with Grimace and they were going to oh bring back like the 1970s Grimace. We are 100 days from Halloween, Andrew. This Grimace. is officially the kickoff. Grimace right? reckoning. Like what? That would be scary. Like who, <laughs> Not Scary Farm. Get on this. Get on this thing with <laughs> right? McDonald's. Like Scary Farm tickets go on sale when, Mel? They go on sale actually... <laughs> Funny thing, they will already been on sale. Oh, when this episode releases? Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Not Scary Farm, get on this. You want to sell yep. more Not Scary Farm tickets. It's not like you need the help. But, yo, do an escape room with Grimace and or the Shake. Maze. Yeah. Or a Haunted have Maze. Have it be like the, uh, have it, the cube be all cups. All oh. cups. Purple, an old timey you just McDonald's. hear them coming right behind you. Yeah, the, it's you an have to old timey McDonald's. <laughs> yep. And then there's just a, <laughs> there's just a whole Mayor room McCheese full thing. of like a f room full of like fifty grimaces, and you don't know oh. which, you don't know which ones are people in costume and which ones are just statues. And then they jump yeah. which one's the real grimace? Da, da, da. Yeah, and then you have to like like go through like a sticky room that's all milkshake. Grimace shake. Warning, you might get wet. 
Yeah. This goes back to what Mel was saying when she did the last escape room where she's like, don't wear any clothes you're going to stain or don't wear white. Or <laughs> yeah, don't like, wear white. <laughs> you might have to crawl on the floor to get underneath the giant grimace. Right? <laughs> cool. So, Not Scary Farm, uh, we just pitched you an idea. We hope you take it. It's a big moneymaker this year. Uh, sell Grimace costumes. We think that it's also going to be a big costume. Uh, what do you think see. Spirit Halloween will call the Grimace costume? Because they'll have like an off-brand... Purple Fuzzy Drop. Purple Fuzzy Drop. Or Purple Fiend. I, I don't know. What's like, fiend. A, what's, what's like a... Purple Shake Fiend. Yeah. yeah. Purple Fast Food Mascot. Oh, that's oh, a good one. Go. But I was trying yeah. to think of like what's... So Grimace is like a like word you know of itself like it like it's a expression on your face like what's a what's a synonym for grimace like wince or so i'm I'm trying to think of like a synonym yes (laughs) google synonym for scowl scowling scowling mascot mascot scowling fast food mascot there we go that's the spirit halloween Matt version of the Grimace costume. That should be a segment. That would be fun. Trying <laughs> to rename them. Coming up with should Photoshop one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think we're almost ready to jump into great moments with Mr. Andrew. Like I said, there was there was the Comic-Con thing happening, and we were getting a lot of videos about some stuff that was happening to promote one of these upcoming films. And like I said, we'll talk about it. We're just not going to post it now. We're going to have to bank that conversation and talk about so it later. So here's a question. Do toys count as as uh, toys based on movies count as things that are I think so. I've, I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> I think so, because the toys represent the film. Well, there was a thing at Comic-Con that I wanted, but I didn't get a go, so I didn't get it. So, mm. Wow. Based on based on a on a that's you can okay. find it on eBay for seven hundred dollars tomorrow. It actually oh, it actually probably. wasn't too bad. It was only like double the price uh, oh, on okay. eBay, so it was like forty dollars, and I think it was eighty bucks or whatever. So it wasn't too bad. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I just I know we've talked about this before, and we've talked about the scalpers. Like two episodes ago, we were talking about the Oogie Boogie Bash tickets being sold uh-huh. for like four hundred mm-hmm. times their value or whatever. <laughs> a gazillion. When you go, yeah. When you go on eBay, because I do this frequently, right? Not just for Disney stuff, but for old playing card decks that I never had an opportunity to purchase or like sometimes they'll release decks at, you know, 9 a.m. Eastern time or whatever. But they only release like 200 and, you know, Jeez. it's hard for me to get them. So usually I'll have to buy them on eBay or something secondhand. And what is your limit when it comes to paying for something on like on the market like on ebay or something like if you're buying it second hand where do you draw the line like obviously 400 times the the cost for these oogie boogie bash tickets is absolutely insane but where do you each draw the line that's a good question um for me i would okay so i'm gonna just talk about vinyl so if I were to see a vinyl that I really liked or that I didn't get a chance to buy, I mm, I maybe I may be okay to like pay, I want to say 20 25 to 
forty-five more.、Hmm. Um, depending depending on who it is. Um, I mean, I've been looking all over for different ones, or even just recent ones. Like, there's no way I could get like Daft Punk finals right now because <laughs> no, they're a little bit out of my reach. <laughs> so, I I would say for like. I I would say about that about twenty five to forty five maybe, would、okay. I cough up a hundred? No. If it's, uh, let's say okay, if it's an item from an attraction that I really 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 love, and it's a one, like you know it's vintage, you know it's from someone's garage or whatever. Okay, I'll I'll go really up, maybe a hundred, maybe. I don't see myself doing more than that. I'm maybe I'm cheap. I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> I'm also pretty pretty stingy. But yeah, it again like what, what Melissa says. It it all depends on what it is. I'm a pretty good、uh, waiter. I can I can wait around because there there's just like some things that you kind of know, like you or you not know but like have a feeling. I always have a feeling like. Another one of these is gonna come, and it's gonna be、yeah. cheaper. If I wait、mm-hmm. a year, this is gonna be back on here, and it'll be you know cheaper.、Um, there's I just bought stuff that was、uh, something that was sold at Hot Topic, a blind bag、uh, toy thing, and it、uh, I got it for five cents more than I would have bought it for if I went to Hot Topic. Oh, that's good. They actually, I probably got it. No, because then you pay tax on eBay. So yeah, I got it for five cents more because the person was probably just they bought the whole you know case, like they、right. used to do with vinyl mation and stuff. Buy the whole case、mm-hmm. and then open them all, get the whole set. So I that's some of the stuff that I like to do because I usually don't care about、um, depending on what it is. I'm hyper focused on what I collect, so it kind of. It kind of helps me because then I don't have to stray. Like if there's a whole set, I don't have to get the whole set. I just have like、right. the the one thing that I'm hyper focused on, so I can just go and pick the that one. And it's usually like some the side person or the whatever. It's not the main character or what have you. So it's easier to get because nobody wants those. <laughs> yeah.、Um, but like for markups and stuff, it really does depend. Like if it's like Melissa said, if it's if it's something that's either like a, a very limited edition or or something that's very vintage that I want, it all it all really depends. But you know, I I don't like paying more than like double its face value is or whatever your MSRP.、Mm. But it all really does depend on the exclusivity and the like, like wh- how if I was able to get this in the store, like would I have to then fly to Disneyland, let's say, or whatever? Like, if it's something like that, fly to Disneyland, go to the park, buy it, fly home. It's like if if I had to spend you know two hundred and fifty dollars on plane tickets and then hotel room. And then to get that at Disneyland, where I could just pay an extra hundred bucks or what hat you know X amount of price, then it's all those things to kind of take into consideration. Like Comic Con, like if there's something at Comic Con that I wanted, but I don't want to cough up the hundreds of dollars to get tickets to Comic Con, 
then yeah, it's kind of worth it to just pay double the, the retail price because I didn't have to spend all the time going to Comic-Con, buying tickets to Comic-Con, uh, hotels and et cetera to, uh, to make all that stuff worth it. Now that's most of the stuff I buy is just stuff that I could have gotten in person if I spent a bunch of money. Now it's kind of different than your cards where it's just like everything's released online. Um, uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of stories because I mean, overall I agree with you both, right? It really does depend. I think we've had conversation about collections before and you know, how much you spend is really in the eye of the collector because it really just depends on how much you want it personally, mm-hmm. right? And so if it's something that you absolutely want for your collection, you're going to be willing to pay way more than anyone else is possibly willing to pay for that same item. Uh, there's like certain things that I have bought from places around the world, you know, that were released. Uh, let's say we'll call them popcorn buckets, maybe, that were never released in the U.S., and mm-hmm. in those cases, I'm willing to pay, you know, double the cost of what it may actually cost for it. Because like you said, I'm not going to fly around the world, you know, to get it. I'm not going to get a hotel. And, you know, overall, it's going to cost me less to just pay the cost and double that. You know what I mean? And there's been a lot of like super highly collectible decks that I didn't get five or six years ago that, yeah, I could have jumped on eBay and they may have cost like 15, 20 bucks to buy them when they released, but then they went on eBay for a hundred, $150. But something that I realized is like playing cards, they, they're going to drop in value for a lot of people because you may overbuy a whole bunch of them and then realize that you couldn't sell them for, these inflated prices and there's tons of decks that released for 15 18 bucks people started selling for 75 80 and now they're on sale for five dollars because there's an overstock of them right so like you said andrew sometimes you just kind of have to wait it out and if you're willing to wait it out you might get an even better deal because you know i'll end up with three decks instead of one for the same cost of when it was originally released I just had to wait a couple of years. So for the other collectible stuff, I kind of do the same thing. If it's if it doesn't involve me having to go anywhere, if it's something that was widely available and might come back, then I'll just wait, right? I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay yeah. more for it. If I know for a fact it was like one of 100 or one of 250 or whatever, then I might put a little more effort into it. Uh, depending on what property it is, like you said, I might spend a little bit more on it. But overall, there I've also reached the point where for a lot of these collectibles, if it gets to the point where the prices are just super, super crazy, I just call it a wash and say, you know what? I didn't need this. <laughs> and I just move on. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's all, all relative to the person. Um, I'm looking at the thing that I was talking about from Comic-Con on eBay right now. I might make the guy an offer. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, you heard um, it here live. We'll see if I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's collecting is an interesting thing. It's like gambling. It's it's all it's all just like an addiction. Everybody's yeah. got their little things. And I guess it's, you know, at least you have a thing. But then, you know, 
you, <laughs> Hazen's, your, Hazen, your kids are going to have to deal with thousands of packs of cards once you they die. Like, <laughs> they are. Like, I have to start figuring out what I want to happen to all of those decks because <laughs> they're not into playing cards the way that I am, right? And it, it's crazy because one thing that I've started to really lean into, and this is... kind of based on a conversation we had a year or so ago where we were talking about, you know, buying stuff and leaving them in the box. And you said, I just take them out of the box. How else are you going to enjoy them? And I would leave things in the box because I, I never had the intention of reselling them, Mm -hmm. but I always thought like, Oh, the box is going to protect it. But you're right. Like you're not fully enjoying it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with decks of cards, I would leave them in their wrapper. You know, I would always buy like two of them, one to keep in the wrapper and maybe one to open. Uh, and now, even if I buy just one of them, I'm in this release the pips mode where I just open every one that I get now. I don't even care. Like I, if I'm going to buy a deck, I'm going to buy it to enjoy it. I'm not going to buy it to let it sit sealed somewhere. Yeah. Release those pips. Release the toys from their uh uh their plastic prison nobody wants to be a you know just imagine this was a film where the the toy the sequel to toys that come to life and there's you know a character that's been stuck in your plastic case uh wouldn't that suck so yeehaw so so release those characters get i mean granted i'm sitting here and i have a bunch of stuff in boxes right now, but that's because I've, I'm just waiting to take them out, but they will come out of the box eventually. Oh, same. I but have, also, I stuff with yeah. me now. but I also save the boxes and that's kind of the hardest part is then storing <laughs> all these mm-hmm. boxes. <laughs> yeah. I've ah, been there, been there. All right. Well, I think it's time that we start wrapping up the episode. Uh, before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a, li- a link to our Patreon, a little bit about the FGP Squad. And being a part of the FGP Squad family just gets you some additional perks like discount codes anytime that we release new Podcateers gear, access to a special section on Discord, access to our happy hour calls, uh, random gifts that I like to mail out at times, uh, which, as a matter of fact, this weekend I've been preparing something to send out to the FGP Squad. Uh, So that's going to be going out very soon for all of you. Uh, so yeah, if you want more information, again, podcateers.com slash FGP. But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. I was sleeping. Are you uncomfied up so that you can, so that you can, uh, do your, your segment here? Let's do it. Let's let me bring up my little uh, scripty dealio. But yeah, right. let's so, let's let's do this. So while Andrew is bringing up his little scripty dealio, uh, again, we're currently working under the assumption that the parks and history 
have not been struck. As far as we can tell, it's just uh, film, uh, TV, uh, before, after, current, future, uh, until the strike has been solved. If at any point we're told that the parks and the history are also now part of that list, then we're just going to put a hold on finishing up Great Moments with Mr. Andrew uh, until we can revisit it. But yeah. until then, here we go. The wonderful and talented and a little sleepy <laughs> Mr. Andrew. That's uh, that's uh, uh, putting it lightly for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we're just going to be going over the company history still. I will just be saying names and listing events that happen. There's just no promotion for anything. We'll, we'll reiterate that because we'll go through the whole company history through the years. So the years this year, this week, I, keep, I always say the years this year. I can't help it. The years this week are 1981 and 1982. Uh, films released in 1981, March 6th, The Devil and Max Devlin, March 20th, Amy, June 26th, a co-production with Paramount, Dragon Slayer. July 10th, The Fox and the Hound. Excuse me. July 10th, The Fox and the Hound. August 7th, Condor Man. October 9th, The Watcher in the Woods. For TV in 1981, on February 25th, CBS and Walt Disney Productions agreed to move Disney's shows to CBS for the 1981-1982 season. On September 26th, Disney's weekly television show officially moves to CBS, making it the first primetime series to have appeared on all three major networks. The show is renamed Walt Disney, airing on Saturdays from 8 to 9 on uh, 8 to 9. Uh, on November 10th, Walt Disney Productions and Westinghouse Broadcasting announced an agreement to produce a family-oriented cable television service. For Parks in 1981, on January 8th, Disneyland welcomes its 200 millionth guest, Gert Shelvis. Uh, in April, construction begins on Tokyo Disneyland. On October 1st, uh, 10 years after its opening, uh, total attendance for Walt Disney World is $126 million. Uh, also on October 1st, the Tencennial Parade begins performances at Magic Kingdom. And also this year, the Disney-created space-themed band Halix performs the summer at Disneyland. Other notable events of 1981. Nintendo releases the Mickey Mouse Game & Watch handheld game. Walt Disney Productions acquires Retlaw Enterprises for four point or 46.2 million in Disney stock. The deal gives Disney the rights to the Walt Disney name and Disneyland's monorail and steam railroad. Uh, also, uh, let's see, the ice skating show Walt Disney World on Ice premieres in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and a Wedway People Mover opens at the Houston International Airport in Houston, Texas. The system was sold and completely structured by Disney's Community Transportation Services Division. This is the first use of a Disney system outside the Disney's uh, theme parks. Birthdays for 1981. January 31st, Justin Timberlake. February 9th, Tom Hiddleston. February 23rd, Josh Gad. March 2nd, Bryce Dallas Howard. April 19th, Hayden Christensen. June 13th, Chris Evans. September 4th, Beyonce. And September 2nd, or September, December 2nd, Britney Spears. For, that brings us to 1982. For films released in 1982, February 5th, Night Crossing, July 9th, Tron, July 30th, Tex. Uh, for TV in 1982, on March 17th, the CBS Network debuts the series Herbie the Love Bug, which only airs five episodes. Uh, for theme parks in 1982, 
On January 28th, Wally Bogue gives his last performance at the Golden Horseshoe Review at Disneyland. He did the show almost continuously since its opening in 1955, putting him in the Guinness Book of World Records for most numbers of performances of a show, about 40,000. Um, on June 1st at Walt Disney World, the monorail line is extended from the Ticket and Transportation uh, Center to Epcot. In June, Disneyland replaces its ticket books with a passport for single-day unlimited use of all attractions. In July, the Disneyland Band gives its 50,000th performance. On September 30th, the Tencennial Parade gives its last performance in Magic Kingdom. And the same day, Pepsi ends its sponsorship at the Golden Horseshoe Show at Disneyland. Um, also this year, the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland temporarily ceases operation. Uh, it glows away, as we say. Uh, don't worry, though. It will be coming back. Don't you worry. Um, on October 1st, Epcot Center opens at Walt Disney World in Florida. It has two main sections, Future World and World Showcase. It costs more than $1.2 billion to build. A new monorail is built connecting the Magic Kingdom Resort area to Epcot, giving Walt Disney World more monorail miles than any other location on Earth. This adult theme park has no Mickey Mouse or characters and also served alcohol, um, which was a first for Disney. Costing over a billion dollars, it made it the largest privately funded project in the world. Uh, I, we also talked about Walt Disney World at one point was the largest privately funded project in the world, so they just keep topping themselves. Disney chairman and CEO Card Walker performs the dedication of Epcot. The song The World Showcase March is performed and danced to. Uh, other notable events of 1982. Ron Miller contacts Michael Eisner about heading Disney's film studio. Eisner indicates he is only interested if he could also oversee the theme parks. Miller declines the offer. Uh, also uh, this year, the first Disneyana convention is held at the Jolly Roger Inn in Anaheim. And the computer software division of Disney produces the Tron video game for Mattel Electronics uh, in television and the Atari VCS. Uh, also, Westinghouse abandons its partnership with Walt Disney Productions in the Disney Channel project. The birthdays for 1982, January 19th, Jody Sweeten, January 24th, David Diggs, April 5th, Haley Atwell, April 19th, Ali Wong, August 26th, John Mullaney, September 10th, Brett Iwan, and November 12th, Anne Hathaway. So that has been great moments with me, a uh, sleepy uh, and uh, mumbly, I guess, Mr. Andrew, for this uh, 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 trip through. I keep saying, oh, well, I'm turning to Quizneyland now. This is over. It's, <laughs> great moments with Mr. Andrew's <laughs> over, 1981 to 1982, that this week's oh, episode, man. it's over. I can't. I'm I'm losing my composure here. Good job. Here. You did it. <laughs> yes. We made you it. Did we it. Barely, just barely made it. It's over. This one's over. Not, we're going to keep doing it. Ramblings. Just two quick comments. One, uh-huh. didn't Comment. know that Wally Bo got that record. That was oh, cool. yeah. Just learned that. That's super awesome. And two, can we all agree that John Mulaney's voice, that like transatlantic-y accent that he speaks in is mm-hmm. just cool? Is it just me? <laughs> like, I just enjoy listening to him talk. Like, I, I've heard him on talk shows and stuff, and like that, at, that accent that he has when he speaks is just fun to listen to. So you want him to like read a like audio book or something to you? Maybe he can come on an ASMR episode of Podcateers. 
<laughs> Let's get working on that. I'm sure. I'm sure we can get John Mulaney, sure, sure. like the biggest John, comedian in listening. the world. <laughs> John, if you're listening, come do an ASMR episode of Podcasters. <laughs> I'm trying to think of John right. Mulaney joke, and I can't. That's gonna make. Yeah, it so- I. I'm thinking about uh, it too. All I don't right. know, he's got that one I, about uh, uh, it's not unusual playing on a jukebox, but like, there's no quotes from that. I don't no. Know. Anyway, no. end the thing. Get it. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going to end it. Uh, we got Quizneyland coming up later this week, so I won't make Andrew tell you about what's coming. He needs oh, to I'll rest. Oh, I'll tell you. But there's I'll a tell Quizney- you. Oh, good. Okay, I'll okay. tell you. I can tell you right now because I already did it. It's recorded, oh, and nice. it's already in the bag, so it's like not a big deal. Goofy, toys, names, and the MCU. There we go. All right. That's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, again, goalpost keeps moving as far as what the, the guidelines are. So we're going to do our best to keep producing content. We're going to pivot whenever we have to. We are in support of the actors and the writers during the strike. All we want is for them to have uh, fair wages and uh, a way to live their lives fairly. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.